So, talking about Despicable Me, the films, you know, throughout all three films, there's one thing that stood out for me, and that is influence. Um, Gru is influenced by so many uh, different people. In the first film, it's Vector and Dr. Nefario. And then as we go through, it's the Minions and Lucy and the girls. He's influenced by all these different people. And in the third film, he finds out that he's got a twin brother. And his twin brother tries to influence him. Now, for me, when I was at school, this was quite a big deal for me, influence. It was quite a big thing. Um, You know, I made some friends. um, And actually, uh, what I soon began to realise was that my friends, some of them kind of used bad language and would swear quite a lot. And actually, I would then start swearing. You know, I realised that the people I was hanging out with You know, they were kind of having an influence on me and it was rubbing off on me. You know, some of them uh, didn't bother to do some homework for some lessons. And so I thought, you know what? Why do I need to bother doing homework as well? And actually, I just really wanted people to like me. When I was at school, I really wanted everyone to like me and get on with me. And so actually, I just would do anything people said if I thought it was going to get people to like me. And so I would get into trouble. I would do stupid things. People would ask me to do things um, because they knew that I would do them. And actually, I realised that it had quite an influence on me. That actually it was becoming who I was. My character and, and kind of how I was behaving was, had been influenced by kind of friends and people at school. And I realised that actually I wanted God to be my influence. Actually, I wanted God to be my main influence. And so I took a look at myself and I was like, do you know what? I need to change. I need to get better friends. I need to get Christian friends around me. I need to read my Bible more. I need to pray more. I need God to be my influence. And so I started reading my Bible more. I started hanging out with my church friends more. And actually, I took a look at myself and realized, actually, this is, this is who I want to be. This is who God's made me to be. It's worked. <laughs> and do you know what? As Christians, it's so important who influences us. Who you hang out with at school, kids who your friends are, who your work colleagues are, who you have lunch with. Actually, it all influences you. And there was this guy in the Bible called Rehoboam. He was one of Solomon's sons, and he became king. And actually, it was really important who influenced him. You see, he had a decision to make about the country um, and about where he was king over. Um, And actually, he went to the elders um, who used to serve his father, Solomon. He went to them and asked their advice, and they gave him some advice. He didn't like that advice. He thought, I don't want to do that. And so he decided to go to his mates. So he went to his friends and asked what their opinion was, what they thought. And this is what it says in 1 Kings 12 verse 8. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. Instead, he asked his friends for advice. And actually, what he did was he was harsher on the people of his land. And they actually rebelled against him. It says in 2 Chronicles, I love this, the message translation in 2 Chronicles. But the final verdict on Rehoboam was that he was a bad king. God was not important to him. His heart neither cared 
for nor sought after God. We want to be people that seek after God. I want the people in my life to have influence on me, to be good people, to push me into God, to encourage me. Thanks, Sam. Great stuff, guys. You know, one of the big uh, themes in Despicable Me is family. And, um, you know, what's really interesting is that the family in the movie, it's really complicated. So, like, the one twin brothers didn't know each other existed. One gets brought up by the father. One gets brought up by the mother. Then there's adopted kids. Then the minions are seen as part of the wider family. And, you know, sometimes families can be complicated. Actually, uh, one of my really good friends, who was best man at my wedding, he was born, obviously. And uh, he, what he didn't realize is that he had a twin brother. He didn't find out till years later that he had a twin brother. They were both adopted. And uh, his twin, he was brought up on the island of Jersey in the Channel Islands. And his twin brother was brought up on the island of Guernsey. And they didn't find out till they were in their 30s that each other existed. So I know that these things are true. Sometimes families can be really complicated. But do you know what? The other thing that we want you to know about family is that when you're a Christian and when you're part of a Christian family, then your family dynamic gets so much wider. When we talk family, we don't just mean your family, we mean the wider family. So you might be here on your own today, but you're not because you're part of a wider family. And that's really good news, isn't it? And in fact, there's a verse in the Bible and it says this in Ephesians 2 verse 19. So now you Gentiles, which is just another word for if you're not a Jewish person, are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. So when we talk family, we are going to talk a little bit about your family, but we want you to know that your family, whatever it looks like, however complicated it may be, however big or small, is part of a wider family. Now, one of the other themes in the film is the theme of the family business. Now, I had a family business, okay? My grandfather, uh, after the Second World War, started a family business. Does anyone know what it was? Scrap metal, some of you know me know what it was, it was scrap metal and he started it with his two brothers-in-law and then my father and my uncles and their cousins, the next generation, they all went into the family business. I think my mom tried to keep me out of the family business but I went into the family business along with my cousins and I didn't last very long because as you can see I'm not really cut out to be a scrap man basically. So that's the family business but in the film, Gru's family business is villainy, All right, doing bad stuff. And as Sam has said, the influences to try and draw him back are really strong. We also, if you're part of God's family, we have a family business too. And every family has also, as well as family business, we also have family traditions. Anyone have any family traditions? I'm sure you do. So maybe in your family you say grace before meals. Maybe you've got some traditions around Christmas. Anyone got some Christmas traditions? In my family, uh, okay, our family tradition around Christmas is we don't open presents until after lunch. And then we sit around and watch every other person open them as we all watch them all the way around. That's our family tradition. I think it's the right one. All right, but some of you are nodding your heads. We all have family traditions, but you know, the Bible says that when you're in God's family, you also should have some traditions as well as part of the family business. See, when you have family traditions, they give you lots of things. They give you identity, so you know who you are, okay? They also, they give you connection. 
Okay, they make you stronger together. They also give you comfort and security when things are tough. They also help put values into your family and they also help create memories for you as you go on. You think back to those family traditions. But what we want to think about this morning is the fact that we are part of God's family. So we have a family business and we want to live that business out really, really well. Now, Try there in the Bible. There's some often names associated with other people. So finish this for me. Mary and great David and all right Moses and ah Aaron Moses and who's the other character associated with Moses? Joshua. Thank you, Moses and Joshua. And Joshua grew up in this wider family. Okay, he wasn't from Moses' immediate family, but he was seen as part of the wider family, the people of God, the church. And he saw the traditions that Moses handed down to him. And so the traditions of praying and of serving and of giving and of being supportive and being in unity together. And the time came when Moses left and Joshua had to get all the people together and say, Hey guys, we're in the family business and we need to put family traditions in so we're not influenced by the other people who've got other ideas, but we're actually influenced only by God. So we got all the family together, the wider family, okay, the, the people of God, and he got them together and he said, listen, if you want to choose, you can choose, but as for me and my house, is the verse, we will serve the Lord. That's what he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So I want us to say that together this morning. Is that all right? Can we do that? Here we go. Me and my house... We will serve the Lord. You know, the great thing about this church and many other churches is we're not just a wider family, as in all of you are part of the family. But actually, if even whatever culture you've come from, you're still part of this family as well. So it's French. Anyone French here this morning? Well, I know that there is someone French over here because our row, who is doing the words this morning, is French. So he is going to say, me and my house in French. Stand up, row, would you mind? Go. It's a great accent. Sounds great. Moi et ma, ma maison, nous servirons l'éternel. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Isn't that great, isn't it? All the women are going like that. That was fantastic. We've also got it in another language, the next one, which is Yoruba. Anyone Nigerian in the house? Okay, no, we have got Nigerians, but they're all away. So I'm going to try someone out in Yoruba. I think Tim Shepard's been to Africa. That's close enough. So let's try it. That's in Yoruba, Tim. I haven't been to Africa, but... Emiati il mi aloa la oma sin. Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. And we've got a very, very obscure language coming up here. The next one, this is Welsh. And we know we've got a Welshman in the house because it was his birthday yesterday. So Simon Woodward is going to give us his best shout of Welsh. So it says, Fia Fenegatra, Budwin and Wina Agluid. Oh, hey, 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 boy, oh, hey, boy, oh. Fantastic. All right. And the final one here is Hebrew. So we're going to ask our Hebrew scholar here, Mr. Bernard Jones, to give us his best blast of Hebrew. This is me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Adonai, fantastic, amazing. Whatever language you're from, guys, you're part of the family. Whatever culture you're from, you're part of the family. However complicated your family background may have been, you're part of the family. And we are all together in the family business, which is amazing, isn't it? So why don't we stand together and we're going to say one more time together as we stand in English this time, okay? We're going to declare the family business together. So here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Me and my house, we 
will serve the Lord. Amen. You can take your seats. Hannah. Amazing. It's my turn. It's a bit of a tag team this morning. Um, so yeah, I'm Hannah. I'm Sam's wife, uh, and I'll be starting to work at Faze um, after this week, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and we all went to watch Despicable Me 3 together. Um, I've married a kids worker. Of course, I have seen all three of them, uh, not necessarily of my choice. Um, I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with the Minions. Um, I find them actually really annoying, uh, but then they make me laugh, and then I'm annoyed at myself that I've laughed at something so annoying. Um, but it was quite funny, I'm not going to lie. Um, But what I felt when um, I watched the film, and it was a bit weird sitting there kind of analysing a kid's film to get a talk out of, um, while I've got like two little kids next to me just howling the whole way through. Um, I was like, this is a bizarre moment in my life. Um, But actually, I got really kind of focused on the minions, and they go through a bit of a journey during the the third film. And um, I find it really interesting because they've been so loyal to Gru. And in this film, they basically don't become loyal anymore. And I found that a real kind of like switch on what their character is like. Um, But I'm going to go through a little bit about what Gru and the Minions' relationship look like. So we've got the first picture, which is basically when they first met Gru. Now, they met Gru as a little boy. Um, so they were like best friends. They saw him do this um, act where they stole the Queen's crown um, and he stole it and they basically were like, that is the guy we want to follow. He is cool. Um, and then they kind of grow up a little bit and Gru becomes a father. So we've got the next photo. So he adopts the three girls. Well, he see, they see him being a father to the other girls and they go, well, we want a piece of that. I want my goodnight kisses, I want my bedtime stories, I want you to be our father as well. So he becomes not this kind of like evil um, leader, but more of a father, a bit more intimate. And then Gru gets married, and there's their family photo on the wedding day. So they've got the kids, the grandfather, um, the dog, and they've got all the minions there as well. And actually, that is part of actually, a wedding day is such a special, you want all your friends and family there. And so To be a part of that photo would have meant a lot to them. But then in the third film, this is where things get interesting. They start to turn against him. They want to still go the bad way. They still want to do the evil things. And Gru's going, no, we're good now. That's what we do. They don't like that. Um, There's a sign there that says, follow Mel. Mel's the the one at the front with the hat. um, And he basically becomes the leader of the pack. And he goes, well, if you're not going to do it our way, we're going to go our own way. And I just found that really interesting because over the whole films, they'd always just followed Gru, done what Gru said, loved Gru, um, and just really looked up to him. And I found it interesting because what do we do when maybe God tells us something? Do we have the reaction of the minions if we don't like what he's asking us to do? If he tells us to go somewhere that we don't want to go, do we walk the opposite way? If he tells us to do something or talk to someone that actually we don't want to talk to, Do we ignore him and actually not follow him in that and be obedient to that? How do we feel about that? How do we walk that way? And that's a choice that we make. We choose how we react to God. We choose how we take on the things that he asks us to do. And there's times where actually we don't feel like we want to do that and we don't want to take that risk. But actually there's times where we're called to do that. There's times where we're called to be vulnerable with God rather than kind of angry with God and kind of aggressive towards God or or against God. He wants us to just be vulnerable and be with him and be his child. 
Now, one of the biggest things with uh, families is communication. Um, and actually, they've got a real communication issue. Gru seems to understand them, but actually, you can't really understand what they're saying. It's a lot about their body language, and communication is key. And in Matthew, it says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. How many times do we get that modelled up? I used to be very much a yes person. And even when, when I should have said no, I said yes. And our communication has to be clear. And then in Luke 9, this is where I'm going to read a bit of the Bible. It's when Jesus sends out his 12. Um, and I think this is a, a story that I read and I hadn't really looked into some of the details. But it says this. When Jesus had called the 12 together... He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal those who were ill. He told them, take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and hearing people every, um, healing people everywhere. Now, in that passage, he says, don't take anything. Don't take your bag, don't take your money, don't take your clothes, like your spare clothes. Trust that he will provide. How many times are we willing to do that? Willing not to take our purse, willing not to take um, our hairbrush or our next, another top. or how, how many times are we willing to step out and go, okay, God, if you're telling me to go over there, I'm going to go. The reason why me and Sam are here today is because we did that. God told us to give up our jobs. God told us to move on. And we were going, ah, to what? To where? How? How are we going to do that? Um, and thankfully, it all worked out in the end. We've got two new jobs. We're moving to Hales Owen. Um, and it has all worked out. But there was a moment where we had to choose to go, actually, I'm not going to take my bag. I'm not going to take my money. I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to trust that you're sending us in the right direction. And that's something that can be really difficult to do. And then another thing in that scripture, it says basically, um, choose one house. It talks about one house. And I, I looked a little bit into this. And this is basically, you could get put into the first house in that village. But actually, you might then meet someone later on that's got a bigger house, a nicer house. But Jesus is clear, you stay in that house. Sometimes we choose the comfier option, the better option, the one that looks fancier. But actually, this is where you've been told to stay. This is where you've been told to go. And that's where Jesus wants you to be. Now, um, we talked a little bit about church family and stuff like that. Um, and Leon talked about Christmas. And now, when me and Sam got married, Christmas was probably one of the things where we had a little bit of a, oh, we do it very differently. So uh, my family would always go to church on a Christmas morning. And we would do the same. We'd wait until after lunch to, to open our presents. Um, and then we were just free for all. You'd just go for it. Sam's family, who are here this morning, um, that you go and watch each other open their presents. Now, Leon didn't say this morning that he does that, but he said today that he does. Um, 
It is. So I find that really intense. I'm like, oh my goodness, if my reaction's not right, what am I going to do? So actually, I'm, I'm proposing that if you have to watch me open my presents, then we can wait till after lunch. We can go for a compromise. Um, but it is, you've got to inherit things. And there's things that may be about this church, your church family, your family that you don't like. There's things that you do like. There has to be compromise. There has to be things that actually we can't um, suit everyone. We can't make decisions that are going to be right for everyone And in that moment, in that time. There's going to be times we like and times we don't like. And what does that look like? Now, it's quite hard to get some clips for this film because obviously it's not out yet. Um, but there's another film uh, called Spy Kids. Um, and basically, it was a franchise. There was three of them. Um, it was kind of... Uh, I probably was maybe a bit too old to be watching them when I was a teenager. But um, I just really liked them. It's about this family. There were spies and then the, the, the children become spies. And it's really exciting. And they get all these gadgets. Family um, can be complicated. It can be messy. It can be difficult. It can be amazing and powerful. And actually, is it something that we're worth fighting for? Is it we're wanting to fight for? Are we going to be like the Corteses and say, actually, our jobs might be easy or other things in our life might be easy, but actually keeping our family together can be difficult because we have different ideas, we have different um, kind of needs um, and different ideas. So actually... Are we willing to fight for that unity? God calls us to be unified together in church. Is that worth the mission that we want to fight for? So I really just want to pray uh, for us as a church um, family to actually say yes. We want to fight for that mission. We want to be a part of that mission. We want to stand together and unite. And if someone in this church is, is feeling down, we want to stand with you. If there's struggles or issues, we want to be able to hold you up. The more we come together, the stronger we are. And you may be sat there going, actually, I'm not ready to say yes to that mission. I'm not sure I'm in that place. And that's okay. Um, after the service there's a prayer room at the back and there's people there that um, would love to pray for you if you feel like you need prayer with that but I'm going to ask you to stand if that's okay let's stand as a church family together Lord we thank you for this morning we thank you that we can meet together and worship you freely. We thank you that in times of need, you are there. You never let us down. We thank you that you created the church for us to support one another, love one another, stand by one another. And Lord, I just pray that as we go into this week, that we will take hold of this mission as family, as church, that we will grasp hold of it and understand it more and more. Will you open our eyes to the people that need help and support? So Lord, we just ask you now to help us take on this mission to be family together. In Jesus' name.